Since 2008, the global financial crisis has continued to defy solution. Portugal, Ireland, Greece, Italy, and Spain continue to struggle financially. Many nations face uncertainty, instability, and conflict. Individuals have lost homes to foreclosure. Unemployment continues to plague nations and regions. And the world continues to arm itself militarily. China continues to develop a modern, technologically advanced navy and ballistic missiles. India recently increased its defense spending by 12% in an effort to modernize its military. The European Union is seeking to increase its defense capabilities after seeing Russia's involvement in the current crisis in Ukraine. The Middle East is in a state of uncertainty, with the threat of ISIS looming large over much of the region. The world also faces a nuclear danger. Nine nations possess nuclear weapons. The United States, Russia, China, France, Israel, the United Kingdom, India, Pakistan, and North Korea. And several more have been working diligently to gain nuclear capability. Will nuclear weapons be used once again? My friends, we're living in the prophetic end times described in your Bible. Can you know the future? Yes, you can. And as you understand the sequence of prophetic events, you can prepare for the times ahead. But you need to study your Bible, and particularly end-time prophecy. More than 30 prophecies in your Bible reveal the prophetic time period known as the Day of the Lord. What is the Day of the Lord? Does it give us hope for the future? You need to know the future and the prophesied Day of the Lord. Stay tuned. Greetings to all our friends around the world. Most of you know the dangers we face worldwide. The doomsday clock is ticking. On January 10, 2012, the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists made this announcement concerning their symbolic doomsday clock. It is five minutes to midnight. Two years ago, it appeared that world leaders might address the truly global threats that we face. In many cases, that trend has not continued or been reversed. For that reason, the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists is moving the clock hand one minute closer to midnight, back to its time in 2007. Yes, my friends, we are moving toward the symbolic midnight doomsday. Bible prophecy predicts a World War III and Armageddon. The nine nations possessing nuclear weapons of mass destruction have not disarmed. They are the United States, 
Russia, China, France, Israel, the United Kingdom, India, Pakistan, and North Korea. The Bulletin of the Atomic Scientist comments on the global nuclear danger. Failure to act on the Comprehensive Test Ban Treaty by leaders in the United States, China, Iran, India, Pakistan, Egypt, Israel, and North Korea, and on a treaty to cut off production of nuclear weapons material, continues to leave the world at risk from continued development of nuclear weapons. The world still has approximately 19,500 nuclear weapons. Listen to this. Enough power to destroy the Earth's inhabitants several times over. The bulletin announcement concludes with this sobering warning. The clock is ticking. Is there any hope for the future? Yes, there is. Your Bible gives the good news that God will prevent mankind from destroying all life on earth. So you need to know the sequence of prophetic events leading up to Armageddon and World War III and how to prepare for the challenging times ahead. One of those key major prophetic events is called the Day of the Lord. What is the Day of the Lord? How does it fit into the framework of prophecy? On today's program, we'll answer those questions. Your Bible reveals the framework of prophecy leading up to the Day of the Lord, Armageddon, and World War III. My friends, what is the solution to mankind's conflicts and world wars? We should all look forward to the solution to world war. That solution is the coming kingdom of God. Jesus taught us to pray in Matthew 6, verse 10, Your kingdom come. Jesus Christ will come to this earth as King of kings and Lord of lords, to bring lasting peace and prosperity among the nations of this world. We look forward to the second coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. There are three major milestones leading up to the climax of human history and the end of this age. They are, one, the Great Tribulation, two, the Heavenly Signs, and three, the Day of the Lord. These three events cover a period of about three and one-half years. There are over 30 prophecies in your Bible referring to the day of the Lord. Isaiah 34, 8 and Isaiah 63, 4 show that the day of the Lord in end-time prophecy, the time preceding the second coming, is a period of one year. You might want to write down those references, Isaiah 34, 8 and Isaiah 63, 4. The first major milestone is the Great Tribulation. This time is described in the 24th chapter of the book of Matthew, beginning in verse 21. For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. At the beginning of the great tribulation, the famous four horsemen of the apocalypse will intensify their ride. In the book of Revelation, chapter 5, we read about a scroll sealed with seven seals. Jesus, the revelator, opens the seals to the book. We read the description of those seals in Revelation, the sixth chapter. The first four seals are known as the four horsemen of the apocalypse. They are described in Revelation 6, verses 1 through 8. The first horse 
the white horse and its rider represent false religions, false Christs. Jesus himself points out the sequence of these end time events in the Olivet Prophecy in Matthew 24. The second seal reveals a horseman riding a red horse with the power to take peace from the earth. The third seal presents a rider on a black horse representing the scarcity of food and resulting famine. The fourth seal shows a rider on a pale horse representing death and pestilence. These four horsemen have power over one-fourth of the earth to kill major portions of earth's population. As it tells us in Revelation 6 verse 8, and power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beasts of the earth. Critics say there has always been famine, war, and pestilence. But you and I will see the four horsemen of the apocalypse intensify their ride with increasing global impact as time goes on. These four horsemen are revealed in Revelation chapter 6 as Christ opens the first four seals. Then the fifth seal describes an end time persecution of the saints. Then Jesus opens the sixth seal, revealing our second major milestone leading up to the return of Jesus Christ, the heavenly signs that will terrify people all over the earth. Revelation 6 and verse 12. I looked when he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became like blood, and the stars of heaven fell to the earth, as a fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up. And listen to this, every mountain and island was moved out of its place. Not only will asteroids and meteorites frighten people, but massive earthquakes will also shake the earth. As the Apostle John saw in vision, every mountain and island was moved out of its place. The earth in recent years has convulsed with devastating earthquakes. On March 11, 2011, the Tohoku, Japan 9.1 magnitude earthquake led to the death of more than 15,000. Many more earthquakes followed and the damaged nuclear power plants caused serious radiation dangers. On February 22, 2011, the 6.8 magnitude earthquake in Christchurch, New Zealand caused 185 deaths. We also remember the January 12, 2010 earthquake in Haiti that caused more than 300,000 deaths. The Sumatra earthquake of December 26, 2004 caused more than 228,000 deaths. Many of us who have lived in California have experienced strong earthquakes. I can tell you from personal experience, they are very frightening. The dangers facing our world and our civilization are very real. We have just read sobering prophecies revealing the sequence of events leading up to the day of the Lord and the return of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. These prophecies are a part of the inspired Word of God and we can be confident that they will come to pass. Longtime viewers of tomorrow's world are acquainted with the theme of the apocalypse or the book of Revelation in your Bible. If you have your Bible, turn to Revelation, the first chapter. The book of Revelation is sometimes called the Apocalypse. The Greek word apocalypse signifies a revealing. 
But in modern times, apocalypse has commonly referred to any major catastrophic event or even the complete destruction of the world because of the events described in the book of Revelation. Jesus the Revelator wants us to understand this book. Notice the purpose of the book, Revelation 1, verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. God wants us to understand this revelation. The Apostle John writes in Revelation, the first chapter, verse 10, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet. John is not speaking of a day of the week, as some commentators believe. John is speaking of the major prophetic period of time described in the rest of the book. That prophesied time is our third major milestone, the day of the Lord. John sees in vision a scroll covered with seven seals. As Jesus the Revelator opens each of the seals, John sees the first four seals revealed as the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The fifth seal is the martyrdom of the saints. Then the sixth seal reveals cosmic disturbances leading up to the day of the Lord. A major key to understanding the book of Revelation is that there are seven seals, seven trumpet events, and the seven last plagues or bowls. Simply stated, as you can see on this chart, the seventh seal consists of seven trumpet events. The seventh trumpet consists of the seven last plagues, including the final battle between good and evil referred to as Armageddon. Now, let's read what happens just before the seventh seal is opened. Remember that the seventh seal represents the day of the Lord, and in the primary sense, lasts one year, as we saw earlier in the program. The sixth seal introduces the day of the Lord. This is very important. Let's read that again in Revelation, the sixth chapter. The sixth seal consists of the heavenly signs or cosmic disturbances. How will people all over the world react? How will you react, my friends? If you would like to discover more about how this topic impacts your life, visit us online at www.lcgcanada.org to read our featured literature free of charge. Revelation 6, verse 15. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man, hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who is able to stand? Yes, the great day of God's wrath has come. This one-year period of time, the day of the Lord, is the time of God's judgment on the nations. The Lamb, Jesus Christ, will be wrathful. Why? Because the nations have committed oppression, wickedness, and all kinds of evils. Let's understand. The seventh seal consists of seven major prophetic events introduced by trumpets. 
Let's notice that in Revelation, the 8th chapter, verse 1. When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. So the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. These are also called the seven trumpet plagues. They comprise the one-year day of the Lord leading up to the second coming. The Apostle John writes about the first four trumpets in Revelation 8, verses 7 through 13. They describe incredible ecological disaster. One-third of all trees are burned up, and all green grass is burned up. One-third of all living creatures in the sea die. One-third of the ocean-going ships are destroyed. One-third of rivers and springs become poisonous. One-third of the sun, moon, and stars become darkened. What else happens during the day of the Lord? Remember that during the day of the Lord, seven trumpets sound and announce God's judgments on the nations. Turn in your Bible to Revelation 8 and verse 13. At this point in time, four of the seven trumpets have sounded. Three trumpet plagues remain. Revelation 8 verse 13. The Apostle John writes what he sees and hears in vision. And I looked and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the remaining blast of the trumpet of the three angels who are about to sound. The last three trumpet plagues are called woes. The word woe is an exclamation of grief. The first woe, or the fifth trumpet plague, is described in chapter 9. The fifth angel sounds a trumpet that begins a military action that lasts five months. And what power supports that military action? Revelation 9, verse 11. And they had as king over them the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, but in Greek he has the name Apollyon. While the term angel may evoke positive thoughts, it is important to realize that God's word reveals that God has cast certain angels down as a result of their sins. You can read about that in 2 Peter 2, verse 4. The Apostle Paul warns in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 14, that Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. To understand the identity of this angel of the bottomless pit, we must look at the definition of his name, Apollyon. This name is the Greek word for destroyer. Yes, the destroyer. Satan the devil gives power to this military force. The second woe, or the sixth trumpet plague, is pictured with symbols of horses and horsemen. Here we see an intense military counterattack. Revelation 9, verse 12. One woe is past. Behold, still two more woes are coming after these things. Then the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound in the great river Euphrates. An army of 200 million drives west across the Euphrates River and destroys one-third of the earth's population. Revelation 9, verse 15. So the four angels who had been prepared for the hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. Now the number of the army of the horsemen was 200 million. I heard the number of them. And thus I saw the horses in the vision. 
Those who sat on them had breastplates of fiery red, hyacinth blue, and sulfur yellow. And the heads of the horses were like the heads of lions. And out of their mouths came fire, smoke, and brimstone. By these three plagues a third of mankind was killed by the fire and the smoke and the brimstone which came out of their mouths. As we've seen on today's program, the world is facing a countdown to the end of this age. As the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists stated, the world still has approximately 19,500 nuclear weapons, enough power to destroy the Earth's inhabitants several times over. Yes, as their report concluded, the clock is ticking. My friends, you need to watch world events in the light of Bible prophecy. You need to be prepared for the times ahead. We've briefly discussed six of the seven trumpet events that comprise the day of the Lord. The sounding of the final seventh trumpet is the good news genuine Christians long to hear. Revelation 11, verse 15. It announces the establishment of the kingdom of God on earth and the return of Jesus Christ. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ, and He shall reign forever and ever. At this last trumpet, faithful saints waiting in their graves are resurrected. You can read about that in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 52. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. My friends, you need to be preparing for that time, and you need to study the prophecies of your Bible. The seventh trumpet announces the good news of Christ's takeover of world governments. But the seventh trumpet is also called the third woe. Why? Because it will also signal the seven last plagues. The sixth of those plagues sets the stage for what is known as Armageddon, a massive combination of the world's military power and might gather in northern Israel on the plain of Jezreel near Megiddo. These armies will actually fight against the commander of heaven's armies, Jesus Christ, Turn in your Bible to Revelation, the 19th chapter, Revelation 19:11. The Apostle John writes, Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. When Christ returns to this earth, he'll conquer all his enemies. He'll conquer the nations and their powerful armies that fight against him at his coming. The day of the Lord will bring God's judgment on the nations. As we've seen, 
In one sense, the day of the Lord is the year preceding the return of Christ. In another sense, it continues on through the millennium and on out to eternity. The Apostle Peter describes it this way, 2 Peter 3 and verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. The Apostle Peter exhorts us to be in a spiritual state of readiness. We must be alert to the day of the Lord, a sobering period of judgment on the nations. Beyond that lies tomorrow's world, a wonderful time with beauty, prosperity, and restoration under the rulership of Christ. May God speed that day. If you would like to learn more about the framework of end time prophecy, including the Great Tribulation, Heavenly Signs, and the Day of the Lord, visit our website that will be shown on the screen momentarily to read or download Armageddon and Beyond. This booklet gives vital information on prophecies for the near future and also highlights the wonderful news of the time after Armageddon, a time we refer to as tomorrow's world, when Jesus Christ will set up His government on this very earth. This booklet will help you in your study of Bible prophecy and help you prepare for the future. We invite you to join us every week on the Tomorrow's World program. Gerald Weston and I will continue to share with you the teachings of Jesus Christ and the exciting end-time prophecies and their meaning. We will also continue to give you special perspectives on Christian living and the prophecies of tomorrow's world. So be sure to join us again next week right here at this same time. If you would like to discover more about how this topic impacts your life, visit us online at www.lcgcanada.org to read our featured literature free of charge. The preceding program has been produced by the Living Church of God.